What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is the August View from Jamestown. We got a full house this morning, which is pretty exciting. Uh, we got Rob Roach, AJ Petrarca, Matt Francoeur, and last but not least, Javier Fernandez. So thank you guys all for, for sitting down with us. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. That was really anticlimactic. You guys be a little more excited than that. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, like I said, this is the August view from Jamestown. Got a lot, a lot of different stuff going on. Some pricing updates, updates on tariffs. Um, obviously, got a lot of people sitting down this morning, so we got a lot of good insight from a lot of different people, which will be nice. Um, I start starting things off. Uh, I want to get right into I think the most um, talked about and, and probably the biggest thing going on around the industry right now is the prospective tariff updates. Uh, good. We got Matt Francois sitting down with us. He's obviously been looking at it closely day to day with a lot of things changing and updates going on. And I think even still a lot of misinformation on what's, what's going on and, and how things look. Um, so Matt, maybe you want to give a quick update on where things are at with the prospective tariffs and, and how all that's going. Yeah, we'll do. Um, so I'm just going to start off telling you about, you know, why these tariffs are coming into effect. Um, it is a section 301 tariff in response to a study done by the, um, U.S. Trade Commission um, and enacted by Trump, I think, starting in uh, March. Um, and it really had the rationale of protecting U.S. business interests and for reasons of national security in response to certain business practices by the Chinese state and Chinese companies, notably the Made in, Ch Made in China 2025 plan. Um, and so far, there are three installments to the list. Uh, list one included uh, 818 items from China with a 25% tariff had little to no effect on chemicals. Uh, the only one included was a line um, having to do with isotopes from inorganic chemicals, um, so no effect on TCC, at least there. Um, List 2 had 25% tariff on 284 items, um, effective in September, <clears throat> excuse me, September of 2018. Um, some effect chemicals really just having to do with uh, lubricating oils from section 27 and 34, and uh, plastics, including those mixed with plasticizers um, in section 39. Um, the big one that affects TCC is list three. It's a 10% tariff on just over 6,000 items from China, and it's extremely, it has extremely heavy effect on chemicals, notably sections 28, 29, and 38, um, inorganic, organic, and miscellaneous chemicals. And so far, we have identified about 20 of TCC's chemicals imported from China that are listed on here. Um, Notable chemicals include diamide, only produced in volume in China, um, which is extremely important for agricultural applications, which are um, really fallen victim under all these tariffs, the agriculture industry. Um, and to kind of you know fight back against these tariffs, Congress or Senate finally passed the Miscellaneous Tariff Bill Act, um, which cuts or reduces tariffs on products that can help reduce the cost to business and consumers um, in the U.S. And there are three requirements to be included uh, to be posed within that bill. Uh, the first one is it can be easily administered by Customs and Border Protection. Um, the second is the reduction does not exceed $500,000 a year in lost taxes for the U.S. government. And three, it's non-controversial, meaning it doesn't hurt American business interests by being you know, produced in large quantities domestically. Um, and only two of our 21 products um, affected by all of the Section 301 tariffs actually qualified under this bill to kind of give you some idea for, um, you know, what you, you might be able to expect to see from the miscellaneous tariff, uh, tariff bill. So in terms of the products that TCC act actively manages, there were 
a lot of them taken back by the new bill or not a lot of them taken back by the new bill? Not a lot. So only two out of 21 were actually reduced in tariffs under the miscellaneous tariff bill. One was uh, brought down to no tariff and one was brought down to 1%. Got it. And so I guess moving over to, to Rob, AJ, and Javier, you guys obviously are actively talking to suppliers and customers and, and people in the industry. What are you guys seeing? Are you guys seeing this come up in conversations? Have you actively started to see it impacting prices? Or you know, is, is this getting down to actual business operations yet? One thing I've noticed is, is how few people are actually aware of, of what's happening. You know, talking to folks that import you know, a good amount of stuff from China, um, they're just not aware of these tariffs. I don't think it's been very, very uh, well communicated to the market. Um, you know, and it's a very real thing, you know, these people should know about it and they, and they don't, you know, so um, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when and if these things come into effect and they're hit with an extra 10% on their on their customs clearance paperwork, it's going to be it's going to hurt a lot of people for sure. I think the first thing that jumps in my mind is, <clears throat> you know, we're a global company. I mean, we operate marketing, sales and marketing throughout the world. Mm -hmm. So is this going to affect TCC? Yes, it's going to affect TCC in terms of, you know, the United States of America. But, uh, you know, we have um, seen um, some uptick and we'll see more uptick in, in other countries we operate in. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to give them the benefit, the cost benefit, if it does, you know, trickle down to those few products that we actually handle from China. You can still send Daisai and Diamite to Mexico. Uh, duty-free and make a blend a fertilizer blend let's say it's a nitrogen extender and then under NAFTA you can import that to the United States so I mean that's sort of a narrow focus just maybe one right. you know that's just like oh let's pick on one yep. product that we handle yep. um, and just to let you know we've had an office in China I think since 2005 we do operate on a, on a buying side in China um, I, you know it's not a major focus of our business. We've been very much, you know, the Americas in terms of partners for, for our producing partners in Europe, uh, Middle East. So um, for us, we're fortunate that it's not going to have a major detriment on our business. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe Matt, you can comment on, you know, is that, is that true that we could, that we're basically putting other countries in a better position? Um, by doing this, you know, narrowly focusing on chemicals, are we, you know, is that, you know, uh, these plastics or these additives going to make it to Canada and come in as finished goods at a lower cost? I mean, is that, is that what's going to trickle down here? I, I think you're definitely going to see, um, you know, responses like that from both, you know, Canada and Mexico. Um, at the moment, sometimes that extra step of processing, you know, um, in other NAFTA countries, hasn't been cost effective, but with these new tariffs, I think you're definitely going to start seeing, you know, more of that kind of trend. So like you were saying with the dicey and diamide, mixing it with other uh, nitrogen supplies and uh, plasticizers, like you said, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of that. And we also haven't touched on the fact that what are we going to see from China now? Yep. You know, so that's a, you know, the, it's, it's a real shakeup. I think that might be a good transition over to Javier, dealing a lot with Latin America, South America. Have you seen impacts from uh, your contacts and stuff down there, customers and suppliers? Has it not gotten there yet, or, or what are you seeing in that region? It, it hasn't got there because a lot of stuff that we do from China, it ships direct. So there's not stuff that 
comes to the U.S., converts here into a finished goods, and then is re-exported. So there's no change. I think the only I see advantage of Mexico being more competitive worldwide. I mean, Mexico has 40-plus free trade agreements, access to both ports. I mean, labor is economical. Um, the level of expertise and, and, and education is high. So, I mean, Mexico's in a good spot, and I think that, that we're going to see a lot of growth coming from, from Mexico. So it sounds like, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of positive and a lot of negative, and I think we're obviously very narrow focused on the chemical industry, but obviously this impacts a whole wide variety of different industries, and there's, there's a lot to it. Um, maybe, Matt, just to kind of round it out, what are the upcoming steps, the next timeline, you know, whether these go fully into effect, or is there a grace period, or what can people expect to see in the next four to, to eight weeks um, as, as they're trying to follow the news and see what's going on? So as far as, uh, you know, what's already in effect, uh, the first list of 818 items from China, those are already final and in effect. Um, they were greatly reduced from that first uh, iteration. I think they included about $50 million, $50 billion, I'm sorry, worth of goods in that. Um, and it mostly affects one line of inorganic, inorganic chemicals, uh, two rubber articles, but the vast majority is in uh, electrical and mechanical machinery. So, I mean, those industries that use that kind of stuff are going to be pretty largely affected. Chemical industry, maybe not so much, unless you're talking about, you know, production equipment. Um, list two, it's going into effect of September 2018, and uh, it's lubricating oils, plastics, and much more of that mechanical equipment. Um, and list three, it affected pretty much everything across the board. So all those three lists together represent about half of the United States' imports from China, about $250 billion. Um, and that list three is going into effect sometime in October of 2018. That's anticipated. Um, miscellaneous tariff bill, I'm actually not sure when that officially goes into effect, but I think it's probably going to be around the time that um, that second list or third list go into effect. I think Trump, the last step is that Trump just has to sign it when it goes across the desk. So a lot of this sounds pretty pretty definite. There's no if or maybe. It's kind of more when at this point. More or less. I mean, if we see anything like we saw for list one, where it was cut down from fifty billion to thirty four billion dollars in tariffs um, due to industry and public comment, um, we could see a reduction. But for that first list, all that really happened was they took that sixteen billion um, that they didn't uh, put tariffs on initially, just put it right into list two. So I think we're eventually going to see most, if not all, imports from China being affected in some way. Um, and the interesting thing is actually China's option for retaliation because they don't they they can't play tit for tat because of the trade deficit. So um, there's some anticipation that there's going to be um, a backlash against American companies working in China, which I think the effect of that would be pretty interesting to see. Yeah, mm. it, it could it could really be a mess. And, you know, uh, our, our position is that protectionism is not a good policy. And it's really hurting Americans already. And we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, I think, to see how everything shakes out and, and what Trump's long-term plans are. I mean, a lot of people and articles have talked about how much of a businessman he was. And he, he supposedly knows what he's doing and has a long-term picture. But it's, it's a little bit fuzzy to see it at this moment, at least, it seems like. Anything else on the tariff front, Matt, or anybody else? 
I'll move on a little bit. Um, looking at pricing info and trends going into August, um, we've seen some stuff start to get announced, some stuff we're, we're hearing rumors and waiting for some final announcements. Um, Rob, AJ, Javier, what are you guys seeing across the board for, for pricing updates heading into August and, and starting to head into the backside of the summer here? Well, pretty, pretty tame. I mean, propylene rolled um, for July. Um, you know, uh, we're seeing... Um, Benzene is still trading range bound 280 to three bucks in mm -hmm. that range. Um, supply and demand uh, fundamentals are kicking in for certain things. Uh, propylene is certainly a victim of that. Um, and uh, methanol, we're seeing a downtrend in the uh, methanol values. Um, we've had a, a, a giant plant just come on stream in Nat Gasoline. Um, there's been some. Uh, a little disruption in phenol uh, with some rationalization um, certainly affecting that. Um, you know, overall, um, you know, crude is trading still around 70 bucks a barrel. Yep. Um, and that's certainly high, you know, compared to where most uh, people would, would expect it to be. Um, but we are in a heavy driving season uh, right now. Um, so I think that there's 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 certainly arbitrage between Europe and U.S. on many products, Asia and U.S. right now, um, because you know there's um, real high demand in certain areas and, and lack of availability in those same areas. So you know it's that's what's driving most of the products that we even if propylene's a driver on a product that we're selling and it's flat, there's still not much molecules out there so the demand is high for uh, a lack of molecules so it's a it's still a supply and demand fundamental out there aj or javier any other updates i know aj you do a lot more in the u.s base and then javier obviously looking at a lot of stuff latin south america uh even some stuff in europe are you guys seeing stuff regionally or product based kind of along those same lines uh, well, one of the products that I manage, urea, is up uh, up a little bit for uh, for August, and that's you know again just just global supply demand fundamentals, um, you know. But as, as far as demand goes, it seems to be it seems to be a lot of uncertainty. At least the co past couple of weeks, when you talk to folks, um, you know they'll they'll say it's dead, and then call you back later on that week, <laughs> and it's busy. You know we're going crazy, and then yeah. again, you know they say it's dead a few days later. So it seems like there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, you know, based on raw materials and where, where things are headed. Um, but yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see what August brings. Yeah. So it seems pretty, pretty quiet of a month overall. It seems like as we're seeing price changes, uh, or, or lack of changes for that matter and, and stuff finally up for, Oct uh, for August. Um, so that's good. All right, moving on, uh, featured products, new products, new stuff we're working on. Maybe Javier, if you want to get it started with, uh, some stuff the team's working on and, and maybe you directly as well with, with new products or, or stuff we want to feature that's that's going on that we're really pushing? Yeah, right now we're working uh, with uh, new suppliers for acetone and phenol. Uh, we have availability in trucks, rail cars, and also isotanks for uh, exports. So that's a pretty interesting opportunity that we have. And now with the U.S. has been rationalization uh, on the volumes with the shell shutting down the plant uh, phenol 3 at the end of last year. And so that's pretty good availability with, with both those products? Yeah. yeah it's, 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 I won't say it's long, but, I mean, we have it available, which, yeah. is, which is good. Nice. Uh, Rob, uh, Matt, anything else we're, we're working on? Anything new to mention? 
Yeah, we're still, uh, you know, heavily pushing uh, Elator CH from Avonic. Uh, a little bit of background on Avonic. They're the second uh, largest producer of DANP in the world, and they're, you know, really, really well positioned for um, these plasticizers, and especially the non-phthalate options. Uh, you know, Elator CH is a pretty direct competitor with Dinch, um, which is a, you know, pretty easily recognizable name. Yeah, they can't use that name, Dinch, but it's, mm -hmm. a, it's the same product. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's a hydrogenated DINP di-isononylcyclohexanoate, um, so it removes the phthalate, um, and you have um, good performance, uh, good for use in things that come into human contact, um, you know, pretty much across the board. There's a variety of applications, and they've just opened up uh, an opportunity to us to sell uh, in the U.S., and continuing with the Avonics theme, we've, we've started a partnership with them in hydrogen peroxide, um, this is a um, good growth. It's part of our strategy as a company to grow with uh, good producing partners. And uh, this is for uh, continental United States, something we haven't been in before, but uh, you can expect to hear more about it. And finally, um, another new product available in the United States is the Vestanol INB, which is isononyl benzo benzoate. Uh, this is a fast fusing plasticizer uh, typically used as a secondary uh, in things like flooring applications. So um, something that also just became available and uh, you know rolls right with that theme of growth with our with our good producing partners in, in Evonik. And uh, so these are some of the products you'll hear more about uh, directly from our sales team and possibly in these podcasts. And is availability for all those products you just mentioned pretty pretty immediate, or are those kind of things that are coming online in a little while? Well, for the acetone, phenol, hydrogen peroxide, all produced here domestically uh, in the United States, um, you know, and Canada, um, and then for the Elator CH and the Vestinol INB, um, right now there's some lead time for those products. They'll be coming over from Germany. Uh, but as the volumes grow, we'll, we'll certainly put, put assets in place to make them more readily available. Uh, albeit, you know, the tariff and the whole global trade war doesn't really get ugly. That, that will certainly happen. So, um, you know, just some of the new products that we're uh, featuring and, and, and have available. But yeah, the, uh, the lead times on the CH, the Elator CH and the INB are a little longer. Um, the others are readily available. I guess for more info on any of those products, if you already have a contact with TCC, whether it's a sales contact or someone in the office, feel free to contact them and they can get you in touch with the right person or check us out on the chemco.com. There's a contact form. You can get info uh, right through there and get, get some pretty quick feedback on pricing and availability. Moving on, event shows and conferences. We've I think we've enjoyed a pretty quiet summer, which has been nice. Um, and now things start to get a little busier again in the, the August and September time frame. Um, maybe Javi or AJ, I know you guys are attending a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, what do you guys have, have coming up on the timeline here shortly? Yes, in a, in a few weeks, uh, we'll be at the Asia Pacific, at the APIC show in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. It's going to be me and uh, Steve Friedwell. We'll be there for, uh, for the Asian conference. And that's in, that's in Kuala Lumpur? Yeah, that's in Malaysia. Has that ever been there before? Is that the first year? No, first time. Last year was in Sapporo. Sapporo, Japan. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's that's always a good event. And they they delayed the meeting. Um, it was supposed to be in May. I in believe. May, yeah. And why did they delay it? Do you know? Oh, because when they planned it, they planned it so far ahead. They didn't count that there was going to be election week. 
that week in Malaysia. So they delayed from May until August. It actually kind of worked out because I think it was the week of NPE. And it so was. None yeah, of yeah. us were going to go anyways or, or a smaller showing. So was, I think it was good that that happened. How's the weather in Kuala Lumpur in August? I mean, <laughs> probably cooler than it is here. <laughs> probably like Houston. Probably like Houston weather. Yeah. Yeah. Bet you're looking forward to that. Yes, I would. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then some other stuff coming up in September. Uh, AJ and Javi both have a a couple things on your plate. AJ, what's what's coming up later on? Well, we'll be again exhibiting at the Specialty Agro and Chemicals America show down in Charleston, uh, September 5th through the 8th. I'll be there along with uh, Ray Altenberger, Corey Mullins. and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Charleston's a great, a great city, and that that show's been uh, been really good the past four years that we've been exhibiting. We're looking looking forward to that one. Um, and that's the organization that started the one in uh, Texas next year in February as well. They're branching out with that second event too, which we'll also be at. Yeah, so this so this show's gotten so popular, and there's there's so much demand for it that they that they started a, a second show that's going to be. Uh, in uh, Fort Worth, Texas in, in 2019. I think that that's more targeted to the oil and gas and downhole type industry, but yep. um, we'll be at that one as well. Um, but again, that's not till till 2019. And then the week after that, we're at the UTEC down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's a, that's a polyurethane show. Um, myself and Javier will be manning the booth. So if you're at either one, um, you know, Drop us a note, and we'll we'll get together at the at the shows and talk some talk some chemicals. So you're pretty much just spending September in the Carolinas at this rate. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about just uh, getting a Airbnb down there and <laughs> 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 hanging out for the month of September. Rob's gonna pretend he didn't hear that one. No, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> we can go to Hilton Head after, you know, play some tennis. Yeah, golf, tennis. Some yeah. good fishing down there, no? And fish. Yeah. yeah. September's great. You got Sounds false albacore off Hatteras and get up on the shrimp boats and some tunas. It's a great wanna, time to be there. You want to join? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shut down TCC for September. <laughs> I like it. And then um, along the same lines as APIC, the EPCA coming up a little later in October. I know we're starting to push that a little bit and get, get meetings set up. Um, Rob, you'll be heading over there. Yeah, I've been to Vienna once before, looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to be over there with Ray and Javier, and uh, yeah, it's always, a, it's always a great show, EPCA, and uh, always great venues. Vienna's going to be uh, beautiful in, in early October, so as just about everywhere in Europe is. Has the show been in Vienna, or have you just been there otherwise? It was in Vienna, I'm going to say, five years ago. Um, usually it bounces between Budapest and Berlin. Um, but it, there was an off year four or five years ago that we were in Vienna and um, honestly didn't get to see much of the city. My wife did, but yep. um, hopefully I'll have some time this year and, and get to look around a little bit. Uh, what I saw, I loved. Yeah, so if anyone's heading to that show or starting to think about it, feel free to either contact Rob directly. Um, you can contact Nicole Canning or just submit a note via our website and we'd be happy to set up a meeting and see what the schedule looks like um, for that coming up. Um, wrapping things up, stuff coming up this month. Um, I guess coming up right in August, anything you guys are seeing um, specific to August or, or anything people should be start looking out for as you know summer kind of comes on the back end, which is sad to say, and, and we start to look towards towards fall and even winter in terms of securing supply and thinking about thinking about inventories. August is typically a hard time to get any answers out of Europe. That's for sure. 
seems like everybody's on vacation for the month of August. So AJ, um, AJ fits that mold too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Vacation. <Yeah>. Him, so, <laughs> so, um, so you know, any answers uh, that we can help with, we're we're happy to. We are working through August, and uh, and uh, it's usually a very busy uh, time of the year. I mean. August, September, October, even November. November, December last year was astounding. I mean, obviously we were in a very heated up economy at that time. So hopefully everything continues. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, you know, things in chemicals have been good and, and you know, hoping that, that it all continues and all this global discussion sort of uh, placates itself and we can get back to doing good business. And obviously I think it all goes without saying and, you know, just to touch upon the whole trucking and logistics situation to continue to push longer lead times and, and you know, plan ahead as much as possible and, and plan your, your orders and your trucks as, as far ahead as possible. Um, I'm glad you mentioned it, Ben. It, it continues to be a, a, a major issue. Um, I definitely see more of our customers aware that they need to give uh, longer lead times and expect possible delays. As we've said before, the, the, the truckers are in the driver's seat. They're going to do what they want to do. And they're going to take the best deal offered to them. So often you'll, you know, give two weeks lead time and the truck will have to show up two days early and it doesn't show up because they got a better, um, you know, run, higher value run to go somewhere else. So um, that's really causing a lot of stress on our people, which is a, which is a shame. And it's a, it's a horrible side effect of all this uh, because it's really not their fault. You know, it's not their fault that the trucker didn't show up. We had a, you know, a, you know, confirmation everything is set up but we're not alone in this and uh, we know everybody out there is suffering because of the trucking and even the the railroads are very congested because of all the trucking issues so we're having problems on the rail lines so please 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 give us as long a lead time as possible i think it goes without saying you know whether you already have a tcc sales contact or if, if you don't have a contact yet feel free to contact us on the website but anyone at tcc is happy to talk about what's going on in trucking and, and provide recommendations and insight as best we can you know we're obviously not a, a trucking company but we deal with it pretty closely so i think everyone's happy to help out as much as possible and, and do what we can from what we see to, to help your business Continue to grow. Can't they contact us through the app too? Come on, contact us through the app. Uh, (laughs) Any any of our social media platforms, basically anywhere, anywhere you see TCC, feel free to send us a note, and uh, you know we'll definitely get back to you as soon as possible. Um, You know the website, any of our social media platforms, um, anywhere you can contact us, we'll we'll get right back to you. So we're we're pretty accessible, which is nice. Any other last thoughts heading into August, wrapping up uh, July? Um, Anything else going on? Rob, fishing's been good. The fishing's been good. We've seen a lot of, uh, you know, uh, guests up here, you know, uh, suppliers, customers, um, trucking partners, producing partners. It's been, you know, it's been a great fishing season. The weather's been nice. Um, you know, it's, uh, you can't complain. And um, I know that, uh, you know, we've seen our sales team out in a lot of uh, golf tournaments and charity golf tournaments and industry golf tournaments, and that's been good. And uh, so, you know, we're taking advantage of the summer while it's here to get out with our with our friends in the industry and, and spend some quality time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Javier and uh, Angela, Angela Diaz also made it over to the FIFA World Cup in Russia this year. Yeah. Javi, glad you made it back in one piece. Thank you. Yes, yes. I have my phone hacked. Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, now you can get a hold of Javi from now to the end of the year because he has no vacation. Zero yeah, vacation. I'm, I'm out of like, no, that was actually a fun time. I'm going to work. I was with my first. 
work up. It was, it was fun. We got to see a lot of games, and it was a really fun time. Would you do it again? Uh, yes, definitely. Does your wallet want to do it again? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so Javi's back to full-time, you know, full 15 hours a week. 15? So, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's, that. that's a stretch. <laughs> well, AJ's been on vacation. We had to actually send him the, the, the address to the office this morning and make sure he knew what to fob back in. It's, it's been a little while. So. I had to plug it into Waze. Yeah, the make sure he knew it. The office, yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, we're happy to have everyone back in, in one piece and, and around the office somewhat, more or less. Um, so thank you guys for, for sitting down this morning. And George Manchester, thank you for manning the, the soundboard over there and uh we'll, we'll catch you next time um like i said the the podcast is available on on the tcc mobile app feel free to check that out on the uh, on the, the podcast store i mean the, the app store as well as the google play store um, under the chemical company or the view from jamestown uh, you can also stream this podcast on soundcloud youtube uh, the apple podcast app google play store right on the chemco.com slash podcast pretty much wherever you can get your your podcast or your audio it's it's available there Yep, we're, 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 we're everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. 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 everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Anything and everything. Yep. We're there. Tablets, iPhones, um, Google, Google phones, we're, we're there. So yeah. TVs. Smoke signal, carrier pigeon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for sitting down this morning. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Thanks.